Hi, welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. You see how I do that? I try to like stress different words every day. Um, So welcome. Thanks for listening. And today I am going to talk about HALT. And HALT stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, and Tired. And um, I wanted to start off, though, by acknowledging an individual in my sobriety program who uh, used to come to our meeting, every my 7 a.m. meeting every morning, and he used to say in this really scruffy voice, I only have today. And um, this individual is now um, getting ready to go under hospice care and uh, has liver cancer and suffered a stroke. And, and um, I just, maybe I want to dedicate the episode to him because um, I, really, I really learned a lot from him in the program and um, thinking about him. So prayers to him and um and so here we go so I wanted to talk about halt um specifically about being tired but I figured I could touch on all of them really so um I'm gonna start backwards (laughs) I'm gonna start with the T um so T stands for tired and it this halt thing um, is is pretty much saying if something's wrong, it's usually you're either hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So look at those poor th- four things and, um, and see which one it is and address each one. Um, and most likely, if you do, you will start feeling better. And this has always worked for me, actually, always. Um, so the tired thing specifically is my favorite because I find that if I'm not getting enough sleep, um, I have so many symptoms that come out and I don't mean stroke, but I mean human being symptoms, you know, I'm, uh, irritable, uh, I get what feels like anxiety, um, it feels very much like withdrawal. Like if I don't get enough sleep, um, in sobriety, it gives me that same feeling that withdrawal used to give me where I just feel very weak, um, confused, uh, can't think reasonably. I'm anxious. Um, so sleep, I, you know, it's interesting how, aware I am of the importance of sleep and what it does for me now that I'm sober because when I was drinking I hardly got any sleep I remember for years going to sleep no earlier than two o'clock and getting up at 6 a.m. there was a time in my life that I was a trainer um And I used to mainly train in-house analysts, but I did take a couple international trips to train some airline analysts. And uh, 
I just, I was drinking as much as possible. So instead of sleep, I was drinking so that I could intake as much alcohol as possible. And so I remember standing in front of a classroom and just shaking. I mean, you the students could see that I was shaking. And it felt like nervous energy. It felt like I was anxious about standing in front of people. But today, when I look back, I think, I bet you that was really just, uh, it was that lack of sleep and and drink, you know, withdrawal that was making me feel that way. And that's pretty sad, but um, I learned a lot from it, to say the least. Um, so, so if I use up too much energy throughout the day and don't get enough rest, whether I was drinking or in sobriety, um, I'm just, you know, I'm a mess. I'm an absolute mess. I might as well still be drinking if I don't get enough sleep. Because I know they say that uh, when people are overly exhausted and driving, it's no different than drinking and driving. And I really believe that. Um, when I got out of detox, they prescribed me trazodone when I was in detox. And trazodone is back in the day, whatever that means. I don't know. I've been saying that lately. I'm like, what does back in the day even mean? Anyway, uh, trazodone was used as an anxiety medication, but they found that it just makes people tired. And so it's non-addictive. And so uh, they find that when people are, are getting sober, they can't sleep because we're so used to passing out that it's hard to learn how to fall asleep like a normal human being. So trazodone is an assistive like sleeping medication that they prescribe. So they gave me trazodone in the facility and um, it's, I still take it. So over seven years later, I still take trazodone and I um, am a huge fan of trazodone I'm like because if I run out and I don't take one one night I wake up all night I just keep waking up and um it's not it's not bad for me like I said it's not addictive so I'm all over it it helps me fall asleep and it helps me stay asleep and I don't feel groggy in the morning it's just (laughs) it's amazing I love it I love trazodone. Um, So I take that uh, to help me sleep. And it's not like taking Tylenol PM or something like that. Tylenol PM is something that is addictive from what I understand. I'm no doctor. If I was, I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast. So um, I learned, my mom told me once that Uh, my grandmother had a hard time sleeping. This is my dad's mom, uh, that she would wake up in the middle of the night. She had a hard time sleeping. So she told my mom that, um, she had, instead of 
waking up in the middle of the night and being frustrated and then it causes anxiety and the more you start feeling that stuff you can't go back to sleep we all feel that way my grandmother started thinking of it as a gift from God that she um, is able to enjoy life a little bit more than everybody else so she gets to be up in the middle of the night this is what I heard and I'm going to believe it. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, I don't know. It may. I think it sounds lovely that my grandmother uh, would have thought that. So uh, that's, that's what I think of when I get up in the middle of the night. So um, I'm going to skip around a little bit uh, because that's what my brain does. I was, while I was thinking about sleeping, I was thinking about dreaming and what my dreaming has been like uh, throughout my life and so I've always had vivid dreams my whole life my boyfriend doesn't remember dreams at all so I feel like I'm really fortunate to remember my dreams because sometimes they're awesome sometimes they're terrible and my boyfriend will tell you that some mornings I wake up and I'm just like pissed at him because of what happened in my dream and he's like I I was just I was just sleeping I wish I wasn't doing anything you know um which is hilarious but yeah dreams can be really upsetting um and can be really encouraging I've had dreams about um most of the time when there's somebody that I care very deeply about when they pass away I will have one dream eventually where they where I dream about them and um, I have always felt like it was at least this is the story I tell myself because it makes me feel good and whatever if we have to make up stories to feel good then so be it so I I have a dream about that person and they're like smiling at me and I have always told myself that it was their it was their visit to come say goodbye let me know that everything is okay and and all of that and and it may sound silly to some people it may some people are <laughs> very much of the belief that that is very true that they are coming to visit me um, but it all started when I had this um, this guy, I've mentioned him before, that passed away when I was, when I graduated from high school. And he, the, he came and visited me in a dream. And he didn't say a word. He was just smiling. He was standing at the top of my driveway and he was just smiling. Like, uh, I was talking to him and he was just smiling. So, um it started with that and, and it's always happened since then. And, um, I, it's comforting to me, but another thing about dreams this is what I was actually thinking about today was, um, when people stop drinking, they quite often have drinking dreams and, um, they're always different. Like some people dream that they are trying to get a drink but they can't get it or they're trying to drink and it keeps spilling so they never actually get to have any um I've had lots of these dreams where I I wanted to drink but I 
couldn't find a place to hide. That's what my drinking dreams were. Uh, but later on in sobriety, I've started having drinking dreams and I actually drink in the dream um, because there is some sort of uh, way that I'm recognizing that I'm dreaming in my dream. I don't know. It's weird, but my drinking dreams have evolved over time. Today, just recently, I've been having watching TV dreams <laughs> because I haven't been able to watch TV for like two and a half months because of my eyes. And so I guess being deprived of TV, just like I was deprived of alcohol, I'm dreaming about it now. So I think that that's hilarious. But um, anyway, back to the, uh, the program. So if I fall asleep um, in sobriety, waking up feels totally different after having sober sl sleep. I feel fully rested. I don't wake up with this dread of, uh, oh, this is, you know, this is what I have ahead of me today. And I'm so freaking tired. And, you know, I've got this ang underlying anxiety. Um, I don't have those feelings. I don't have feelings of what the hell did I do last night? Um, and I wake up with energy and enthusiasm. Of course, there are days like yesterday that I wake up and I feel poopy. Um, and that's okay. That's human. And as long as I can recognize on days like that, that, that tomorrow will come and I have the opportunity to wake up with a different mindset um, the next day. And, and I, I did, I didn't feel as poopy this morning when I woke up. I can't say that my attitude has uh, just gone, done a 180 and I'm like on top of the world or anything like that, but I do feel encouraged today. And again, I feel very strongly that it's because I picked up the phone and called uh, my dad and, and spoke to him and my, and my stepmother. And, and that's where the L part of Hulk comes in. I think that when we're feeling alone uh, slash lonely, I think those really are two different things. But when we're feeling lonely, picking up the phone is, is critical, especially uh, when you're in recovery. Because it's, uh, you know, I had a Somebody in my sobriety program called me this morning, and she's been calling me every day, and I love it. Um, she's not my sponsee. It's just somebody that's calling me every day, and, and I just love it. It's, it's, uh, it's coming at a really nice time in my life where I need it just as much as she does. And we were talking today about uh, the similarities between uh, sobriety and my strokes uh, recovery and how I am trying to encourage her and talk about how, you know, this is a big deal, what you're doing. She's early on in sobriety. This is a big deal. This is life-changing. You need to be gentle with yourself, you know. And, and this is stuff that I'm that's coming out of my mouth that I'm saying to her 
And yet she's asking, you know, she's asking me how I'm doing. And she says the same thing to me. She says, Rachel, this is a big deal. This is life changing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. I have been trying more and more to say out loud to myself, Rachel, this is a big deal. Your life is changing. And I realized this morning, I'm like, why are we saying these things to each other and not saying them to ourselves? Um, but when we pick up the phone, if, if we're feeling lonely, that gives us that opportunity to, to escape from that thought loop and consider what would we say to somebody that we love that's going through the same thing? Um, and so that's what happened to me this morning. And, and I have to tell you, it, it really, I may not have woken up totally perky, but that phone call perked me up. So I got enough sleep last night, and uh, which for me is eight hours. And, um, and I received a phone call today um, and, and got kind of checked off that lonely box. And so I, in order to get enough sleep, I schedule my sleep. I have allotted times for when I need to be sleeping, um, both in the middle of the night and now in recovery in, uh, during the day. Typically, I sleep from uh, any time between noon and three during, uh, during the day. Uh, but I will reschedule that for a different time if something else is going on. But I do make sure that I that I get my sleep. Um, I used to be a night owl when I was drinking. And like I said, I, I don't know that I was a night owl. It was just the most convenient time to intake as much as al- as much alcohol as possible when nobody was looking and not what I thought in my mind was not affect my job, but I absolutely was affecting my job and in turn affected my job so much that they, uh, they were done having me (laughs) to put it lightly. So, um, that's not the current job I'm at. That was a previous job. So, Sleep allows me to think more reasonably about my life. Um, I mentioned this before, my recovery and about my future. Um, Yesterday, I was feeling really upset about my future and the uncertainties and um, making sure that I continue to to check off those boxes of uh, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. I'm able to, to... think about it reasonably and, and not feel overwhelmed. You know, the best thing I can do for myself is write down everything that I'm fearful of or that I'm nervous about or that I need to get questions answered and, and do it methodically and just check each one off. That's what I do in my career. When I'm overwhelmed, I write everything down that needs to be done and I do it one at a time, just start checking things off. And um, it allows me to work faster and uh, be able to really put all my energy into each thing one at a time. If I don't sleep, 
I, I feel uh, my issues, my emotions, the anxiety, the irritability, the irrationalism. Um, is that a word? Irrationalism? Anyway, uh, are progressive. Uh, you know, it starts out small when I'm where I'm just agitated. And if I continue to have to be sleep deprived, um, I will just full on um, really damage relationships because I get so irritable. And, um, and not to mention, I put in quotation marks uh, on my remarkable tablet that I take my notes on. I, I put in quotation marks stupid because I feel, uh, I feel like I just don't think anything through when I'm, when I don't have enough sleep, I'm doing, I'm reacting to things instead of responding to things. I'm not pausing. Um, I don't have as much control over my self, I think, uh, if I don't get enough sleep. So I was reminded of a, a time, <laughs> a story where when I was in high school, I was a senior in high school, I was a terrible history student. Today, I love listening to history books like um, nonfiction history books or fictional novel, I mean, uh, historic novels and stuff like that. I love that kind of stuff now. But when I was in school and I had to memorize that stuff, I hated it. And I was not a good student, um, and I and I just didn't do well at history. I never did. Um, it was my lowest grade all the time, and so I I was studying for a history exam. I think it was midterms, and I stayed. Uh, it might have been the end of the year. It doesn't really matter. I stayed up all night to study for my history exam. Um, I remember being really tired, but feeling like this is if there if there was any way for me to pass this this exam, I'm going to have to study all night long. And so I did. My mom woke up in the morning at like five in the morning and she looked at me like, were you up all night? And I'm like, yeah, I had to study for this exam. Well, um, uh, there's no need for me to really explain what happened. I failed. And I I not only failed, but I failed miserably. And I don't mean that by, yes, I failed like with a 30 or something like that. But I failed miserably in that I was also miserable while I was taking it. I was like terribly anxious and panicked and like falling asleep during it and it was hor it was a horrible experience i absolutely learned my lesson that day or that night that middle of the night that i can't do that um i am have more chance of being successful if i don't study at all and i get sleep than if i study all night and I don't sleep. Um, but I know as an adult now, um, just plan ahead. 
that's what I I learned as an adult, but I didn't learn that that particular lesson early on. Anyway, um, sleep is just it's a beautiful thing, and and um, sleep deprivation. I was reminded this morning in my sobriety program that sleep deprivation is used to torture people. So why do we do that to ourselves? Uh, you know. Um, so the other two letters of HALT, um, since I'm going backwards, I've talked about T for tired, L for lonely, and then A, angry. Oh, well, I think I've had lots of references to, to anger and how I deal with it today now that I'm in sobriety. Um, I use that. I use that God box that I have, and I make sure that I don't react. Um, I have been really angry about the fact that my MRI has not been approved yet for my insurance. I'm angry about that because I am ill. You know, I'm I'm encountering things that are really scary with my head and I want answers and the fact that insurance is what's holding me back from that it makes me angry I have not admitted I don't think to it make I maybe I have in a previous episode but I don't like to say that I'm angry it makes me feel icky um but I but I am I am angry about it and but when I talk to the insurance company and these people that I need to talk about or talk to about it, I am not being angry with them. I'm not saying things that I would regret or saying things hurtful or anything like that. And in fact, I've been making it a point to be more friendly to these people and and that's just simply because I'm not going to get anywhere if I'm nasty and what has occurred as I've been super friendly and like I've even made a couple jokes um, not about the situation I'm in but but almost putting myself in their shoes and how they must deal with people that are like me that are going through these really frustrating situations. And what has happened each time that I have approached the conversation that way is that that person gives me their personal line and their name and is like, um, if you need to talk to anybody, you can reach me this way so that you can keep talking to the same person. And, um, and so I know that I'm doing the right thing by approaching those times when I'm feeling angry in a, in a way that I'm pausing and making sure that I'm not damaging relationships, even if these relationships are people that I'm just encountering for a hot second in my, in my life. So, um, and then the first letter halt is hungry and I've I've talked a bit about my issues with losing weight and being hungry and and how that is like 
a way of self-punishment by being hungry. Um, I don't particularly feel like I'm hungry a lot, like, like I was when I was um, really sick and, and losing weight when I was in uh, an active alcoholic. Uh, I think it's just because I'm less active that I'm not eating as much. But when I do eat, I'm eating really healthy. And in fact, my at my doctor's appointment yesterday, she said that uh, my blood work was perfect, um, all of it. So that was encouraging. And I'm trying today to remember some of the things she said that were encouraging instead of all the stuff that was disappointing. Um, so that's what I have today about HALT. Um, you can probably Google HALT and find out more information, but um, addressing when we're hungry, when we're angry, when we're lonely, and when we're tired, and, and trying to check off those boxes, most likely, at least for me, they really turn things around for me. So hopefully that was helpful. And uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with a friend, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.